0: You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve, and the ones you need, right now.
1: Every moment is a test. And everywhere I turn, there's fear. Can you continue to pretend to be one of them? Even as little by little... It kills the person you really are. Maybe none of us really know what darkness is waiting inside.
2: It's a brand new episode of I'm a Doctor, not a podcast, Cinema Geekly's Star Trek podcast. Uh, it is Mirror Universe Emperor Anthony Lewis uh, <laughs> running the show. Ben, I forgot. who. What, what were you again? I, I really don't remember. I we I'm crewman, Plas-
0: I think. In plasma, the condu-
2: plasma Conduit Scrubber, Ben Knight.
0: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I'm the Star Trek
2: equivalent of a Scutter. I don't know. And, of course, Evil Vulcan. Yes. The the now bearded Aurora Bubble. Okay. Hello, Aurora. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. I have a
1: goatee. Yes,
2: <laughs> that's, that's who we are. As long as we're in the mirror universe, <laughs> uh, and we're here to discuss season one, episode eleven of Star Trek: Discovery, called "The Wolf Inside." So we are uh, going to be in this here mirror universe for a little while, although I'm not sure how long. I'm guessing by the, the next few episode titles, I feel like we're going to be there for a while. I don't think they're going to escape yep. until the end. And then, there, guys, there are there is all sorts of speculation. If they're going to spend this much time in the Mirror Universe, there's a lot of speculation about uh, when they leave the Mirror Universe, where are they going to end up? Because a lot of people are under the impression that they're not going to end up uh, where they left off. A
0: I, I think there's a, there's a bit missing in the middle, though. We're we're, we're going to start seeing, I think, pretty soon, the mm-hmm. interspersed bits of what's happening with mirror discovery in the main universe as well. Because don't forget, that's that's a storyline that's still playing out somewhere.
2: Quite possibly, yeah. The whole ship is yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, somebody suggested though maybe they're fitting right in. Like they don't like the Klingons <laughs> in the mirror universe. There's a war with the Klingons in the normal universe. Uh, you know, maybe they're just fitting in just fine.
0: They're just a bit confused about the sartorial changes that have gone on in the ships around them, but hey, that's okay. That's fashion. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've noticed everyone suddenly started shaving a bit more than they,
2: they do. <laughs> Everyone's wearing far less armor. It's very strange. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the episode. Uh, the ISS Shenzo is given coordinates to the Resistance leadership and they are ordered to kill them all. Burnham and Tyler travel as a landing party themselves, though, and instead surrender to the Resistance in hopes of learning how the Klingons of this universe have learned to work with the other species. Uh, they find that the mirror universe, Valk, is the leader of this group. What do they call him? The Firewolf? Yes. Yeah. What a weird name, but he's the Firewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh Burnham offers to... They did go with V-Dog, but apparently he didn't like it. (laughs) They should have gone with V-Dog. Burnham (laughs) offers to give the group time to escape before their base is destroyed. And Mir Sarek confirms that she can be trusted after connecting to her mind. Apparently not weirded out by the fact that he saw, like, the other universe, him... And all sorts of other things. He was just like, oh yeah, she can she can be trusted. Wasn't freaked out <laughs> in the least bit by like this other version of himself without a goatee. Yeah, uh, listening to being Va- freaked
0: out would not have been logical.
2: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Vulcans do not freak out. Uh, listening listening to Vok triggers Tyler's programming, and he has to be restrained. Back on the ship, he reveals to Burnham that he now knows he was once Vok and that he underwent surgery to appear human to infiltrate infiltrate Starfleet. He uh, is up to no good, that mm-hmm. Valk-Tyler fellow. Uh, she has him beamed into space. Well, n- not exactly. He's then beamed back aboard the USS Discovery, Saru and Tilly imprison him, having earlier found the body of Culber, and apparently failed to heal Stamets, using the spore drive. Burnham is reprimanded for not killing the Resistance leaders immediately by the Emperor herself, Mere Universe, Philippa Georgiou. Mm -hmm. Ben, what did you think of the wolf inside?
0: Uh, well, it's starting to pull together now, isn't it? It is. Um, th- this was uh, the sort of, uh, not on its own a standout episode, but this was the episode that sort of gave us the shove and said, OK, so yeah, you got where we were going with the load of this. Um, I do get this. There's a, there's a touch of the Moffat's about it in the sense that there were a few things that they sort of almost sarcastically revealed. and go, Oh, look, it's that that's happened. Uh, which does make me think there's going to be a sort of further twist to practically every element of this plotline. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has been dawning on me more and more that uh, the, the whole, I mean, everyone's talking about, talking about Tyler and Vok, aren't they? Um, it has been dawning on me more and more that it may just be a sort of temptation we all have to want nice Ash Tyler back, uh, ultimately somewhere down the line here. It but is. of and course...
2: He's still in there sorry, as well. Go yeah. Well,
0: he is, but it's been it's been a little while since we've had a proper big bad to to borrow from Buffy, um, sort of, but one that we can one we can understand, one we can get a bit of depth to. And I do wonder, maybe it might be more fun for um, Vok to be a sort of long arc bad guy in mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. this. Which I suppose, if you'd watched it at the start, that's what they set us up for. Right. We've then all come to like Ash Tyler, and so feel all a little bit dilemmarized about his character now.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And I do wonder whether that might be one of the little sort of twist of the knife they might um, sort of jam in at the end. We all we all know that there's this um, sort of decent m- sort of well me- memory ghost of this other guy on top of yeah. Vark. Re- yeah, well yeah yeah I guess. Yeah. But it's um. But I do think that uh, one of the things I've noticed watching this, whether you're looking at Burnham or Laurel or Georgiou or, or whoever, is that um, they've, they've been very um, direct, almost so direct that you, it's hard to notice in a weird way, uh, about making the female characters in this show. They are the, they are the, the sort of strongest of the characters. They're stronger than... Um, Laurel's stronger than Lorca. Um, yeah. it, it, in many ways, you know, Burnham mm-hmm. is is stronger than her opposite number in Saru um, or, uh, and Ash Tyler is is probably the, the sort of most vulnerable character of all, whether it's as Ash Tyler, the, the soldier with PTSD or Vok, the um, kind of disturbed, somewhat deranged Klingon. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do quite like this idea that actually. You know, we know this show has a female lead, and well, that really pisses people off, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> look, for, look forward to the next series of Who Made Who, uh, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I do think maybe you know, maybe we shouldn't like and feel an affinity towards. I mean, Lorca's is hard to like anyway, but to Tarash twyler and people like, maybe these are the characters that we're supposed to feel are a bit more expendable, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I I, I like. The fact that this answers so many questions and then gives you pause to think what might be coming next. And, and I guess we'll get to the last scene uh, in a minute, but I've, I've sort of rambled on. But I, again, it's a great, this is a continuity episode rather than a driving episode, but um, so solid. So
1: solid.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aurora, what about you, Your Your thoughts on the episode? I, again,
1: I, yes, I love this episode again. Um, I think the show is getting stronger. Um, I am in love with that whole, you know, Ash, you know, revealing himself to Burnham and then that whole plot of her trying to keep her composure um, in front of her crew, sending him to space and then having the discovery, uh, being him back. And that was and then you figure out that that was all a plot so that she could get the data to the ship. I, I thought that was amazing. Uh, she's was, she's yeah, cold, isn't she? Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is. Um, but that sort of twist, you know, we go back to what I've been saying, that I feel like the show is getting more Star Trek, if that makes sense. Like, that yeah. whole twist was very Star Trek to me. Um, so I, I loved every single bit of it. Um, I do think... I do... It was strange to me. If you remember the last scene when we have that big reveal, um, they do uh, like a close up to Lorca and yes. he smiles, he smirks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going on here? <laughs>
0: he's, he's totally evil, Lorca, isn't he? I mean, right? Beyond question now, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really interesting to me. That, uh...
2: So, Ben's theory. From last week about Lorca being from the Mere Universe, right? Uh, has been, by the way, dissected uh, thoroughly by a few websites, and it does seem that that is going to be something that is revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all of the evidence so far seems to support this, and by evidence we mean things shown in the show uh and behaviors that he has uh yeah. has put forward uh er- everything from him overriding the navigational control to mm-hmm. a, a new set of coordinates with uh with an unknown endpoint or at least it says unknown uh on the on the pad but uh he's got a map of uh of the mere universe uh, he seems to acclimate to it pretty quickly once they arrive.
1: Yep.
2: Uh, he doesn't seem in a hurry to sort of get back like everybody else does. Uh, right. Other things we've been shown from the beginning is that his moral code is not that of a traditional Starfleet captain. Mm-hmm.
1: And we had a, a very interesting scene also before Burnham and Tyler go to the resistance uh, camp. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks to Lorca and he says, you know, you have, you have to follow the instructions of the Emperor. And she says something like, uh, you know, I'm here, but I'm still uh, a Federation officer, a
2: mm-hmm. Starfleet
1: officer. Yep. Um, and he kind of like, you know, uh, you know, kind of agrees with her. But I think that was also key because she's like, no, I'm a Starfleet. And, but he was willing to go with what was happening in this world, in this universe. So yeah. I thought that was a very subtle way to also point out to that theory.
2: Yes. And he also uh- seems to be Um, It's also noted that he seems to be manipulating events like he has some sort of plan. And we've seen this as early as uh, episode three, Context is for Kings, where he sort of tells Burnham that it's revealed that that this is sort of his doing that she ended up on his ship. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are some alternate explanations for why he might be doing these things, but both of them fall really, really short compared to the obvious, is he just from the mirror universe? Uh, So it's possible that he might be doing all of this just to stay in command of his ship, which is something we've talked about before, uh, that they may see him as a wartime captain, but not as a peacetime captain. And Mm -hmm. once the war is over, he may no longer have his captaincy. Uh, It's also possible he might be trying to find the alternate versions of his former crew on his former ship. But... Mm. uh, those both are pretty weak compared to is he just the Lorca from the mirror universe? And if he is, and it seems that he might be, that raises a whole host of other questions. Like how did he get there? Where right. is the not mirror universe Lorca? Is Well, it possible- it, well
0: that, that's the thing, isn't it? Is the non mirror Lorca, we know a little bit about what's happened to him right. uh, and, and where he is. And that stacks up rather more solidly. Um, with uh, you know the idea that he may be good old starfleet captain Lorca, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because that's exactly what he would presumably be doing. So. Yes,
2: or, uh, or maybe it could go a lot of ways. Maybe mirror, maybe mirror Lorca is actually nicer than other. Yeah, because we do make that
0: assumption, don't we?
2: Right. Yeah, it's entirely possible. He could be doing this to get another crack at the emperor. Maybe not to become the emperor, but maybe to try to take down the Terran Empire.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It could go. Do you on think there's like a directions? super
0: benevolent Borg queen in the Mirror Universe?
2: <laughs> oh, she's just like really nice.
0: Yeah, but she's nice, and she, you know, just she's kind of informal. She's not really got plans. <laughs> it's more. You know, okay. hey, just see how things go. Yeah. You know that big speech that um, she gives Seven uh, in yeah. Voyager? And Seven says you should try that in future. Maybe you'll get volunteers. Well, in the Mirror Universe, she actually does just say that. The, the, that We Are the Borg hail takes a lot longer, yeah. though. Yeah.
2: We are the Borg. Resistance is okay. If you Let like us to send you a PDF us.
0: brochure of, yeah. of the advantages of joining us if you feel like it. Yeah,
2: yeah. We, will, we will transmit a... A uh, a form to you in which you sign your consent over to become Borg, but know that if you do not like your experience with the Borg, that we can turn you back into a human at your earliest convenience. Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know if they would be quite as menacing, but they're just, like, very friendly in the Mirror Universe. I kind of <laughs> really want to see Mirror Universe Borg now. Uh, so yes, do I. They just, just pop
0: up on the screen, to hey! Yes. I can
2: imagine that. <laughs> they all have hair. None yeah. of them are bald, they all have hair on their heads.
0: We've, we've gone on a weird tangent, I do apologize.
2: <laughs> I haven't even talked about how I felt about this episode yet. We just sort of, uh, sort of sashayed off into talking about Mirror Universe Borg. Uh, I really like this episode. It was not as good as last week's episode, but it's because of what Ben said. This is, uh, this was not like an event uh, episode. Okay. This was sort of moving things along, uh the the Vok Tyler stuff uh that was all that was all really good i kind of like how that all sort of uh, came to a head it was sort of when he sort of met his mirror universe self sort of and was sort of disgusted by him actually yeah uh the uh i know there's a i know there's a name for them out there that people are floating but i prefer Ty Valk cuz it reminds <laughs> me of tuvok tuvok or Cybok, yeah. depending on yeah. if you want to go on the range from good Star Trek characters to bad Star Trek characters.
0: T- Tuvok is a, is a lowly crewman at this stage in his career on the timeline. He is still, right. he's in Starfleet already, though.
2: Yeah, Tuvok is hanging around. <laughs> uh, probably, probably, maybe still a cadet at this point.
0: I can't remember the maths quite, actually. Yeah, he probably is. I think you're right, yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, I'm so I'm going with Tyvok for my... Uh, my name, I wanted, I was going to call it a ship name, but I quickly realized that they're not in a relationship. They're the same person <laughs> stuck in the same head. So it's not really a ship name. Yeah, but we
0: all know people like that.
2: <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Uh, and Ben, I quite like your idea better than... I mean, I, I feel like maybe they're going to go for the quick fix and and either turn him back or kill him by the end of the season. But I think I really would like him better if he kind of stuck around as a longer, more complex villain who you're still not exactly rooting for, but hoping he can be saved at some point. Right, right. Mm. Uh,
0: Well, the really confusing alternative is that you bring Vok... I can't remember if I said this on last week's show or if this was my cunning plan this week, but um, I had a bit of a theory this week that they would end the the mirror segment with um vok from the resistance yeah. in the main universe the idea ah. being that he would then sort of become a a sort of um someone trying to unify uh, the, exactly Ooh. now it's a nice idea it would i mean <laughs> somewhere michael dawn is saying hell no um yeah. because you know wolf is that guy um that's but, my role yeah, yeah exactly yeah. he would say so much better than i did but yeah um but yeah I, I do want i mean that's somewhere you could go with that like a kind of um, you know to, to, to bring him in as a kind of unifying character that could be interesting. I will say yep. this though, um, the performances in this episode, given that there was a, there was a lot of revelation and a lot of emotional response being thrown around some fantastic performances amazing yep yeah yep really good
2: mm-hmm. uh, we got a good look for the first time at some of the other aliens that inhabit this universe. We got to see Tellarites and Andorians for the first mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look pretty similar <laughs> to what we saw in Enterprise, but not quite. It's a little weird. Yeah. The Andor- Andorians look closest. yeah. Although they gave them caveman eyes where they're all sunk back into their heads. It's a
0: bit weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Which was a bit weird. I couldn't once I noticed it, I couldn't not notice it. I'm like, oh, the Endorians look pretty good. Well, that like was the like the first
0: message you sent to me after watching it, that last week.
2: It was. <laughs> well, because I kept I kept looking at him. I'm like, oh, the Endorians look pretty good. I'm like, oh, yep, the antennas, those things are moving. They've got like the super white hair. The skin tone mm-hmm. is about the same. I'm like, something seems off. What is it? And then I kept like looking at him. I'm like, oh my god, he's got like caveman eyes. They're like sunk way back into his skull. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when it, that's when I couldn't not notice it, and I'm like, now they don't look like Andorians to me anymore. They kind of do. They they look mostly like Andorians, but that was like an interesting choice. Uh, the Tellarites look not quite the same as they looked in Enterprise. Yeah.
0: Then the Tellarites always look like a phoned-in Halloween costume. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. I mean, they kind of look like a pig, warthog. Yeah. Some sort of. Some sort of animal like that, some combination of those they, things. They
0: look more. I, th- I think they've always looked more like a Star Wars aesthetic than a Star Trek aesthetic. I, I've kind always of, right? thought that's that
2: true. about yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: You know, it,
2: you know what it is? Is because Jabba had those pigmen guards in his palace. <laughs> oh, ah, yeah. you're that's right. Probably, he did. Yeah, that's probably And yeah. the original series, they literally just wore like pig masks with hair glued to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure is what they wore in the original series. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was. But it was nice to actually see them. Uh to know that they exist. I, I, I was reading yeah. uh I was reading an opinion piece about how the show sort of feels oddly I and I and I will say this about this Star Trek show, something against it. Uh other than the visual aesthetic, which is something that I don't hate, but I also feel like they could have done more to make it feel like it fits more with the time frame that they're in. Uh that being said uh somebody wrote a really interesting opinion piece about how the world sort of feels small and empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they've been to a couple of planets, but the planets feel empty. It doesn't they don't have a sense of being lived in. The ship is really big, but there never really seems to be a lot of people on it. Mm-hmm. It's almost it's almost like mm-hmm. they thought they shouldn't spend a lot of money on extras or something. The as as people pointed out uh, basically, using like a lot of matte uh, painting magic in uh, the original series remastered, but especially in, like next gen and Deep Space Nine, uh, every planet you'd see would have something. They'd have mm-hmm. a society on it. They'd have people. There'd be a culture. There'd be something, uh, which is
0: statistically extremely unlikely.
2: Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So you
0: know,
1: I mean, I mean, if you go back to previous, you know, Star Trek uh shows, every mm. not every time, but most of the time most of the time that they beam out beam down to a planet, it's empty. And well that's you know, true when they a, have to save a, their monies. there's yes. a reason for it. You know, I mean they can't just beam downtown.
2: Sure. Oh sure, sure. <laughs> sure. So, um uh, but I mean okay. there are there are a lot of episodes. I think a lot of it has to do with there there's been a lot more Star Trek, so there's Mm-hmm. That's a thing that's fresher in people's minds. There are those episodes, especially in the earlier seasons where they're on a desolate planet or something like right. those lines, but there are also tons and tons of episodes where they're not, where they're I on we- planets with, with, with people on them. I, and I think it's just that the it's, it's not necessarily a knock because I know that they're, they're not trying to tell that kind they are trying to tell a smaller, more character based story And if they start focusing too much on the wider world and the world building, you do get away from that. It's one of those things that, uh, deep space nine sort of had a little bit over some of the other shows because most episodes took place on the station. Right. Uh, to one degree or another. And they spent a lot of time, but but they were a
0: hub and that's, I mean, that's Mm where they gave themselves somewhere to go with discovery. The place they've got to go, I guess is courtesy of the Spore drive. Um, Mm -hmm but but we know that's got a fairly limited lifespan in at least in theory yes. so i think i mean okay so there's a you know a, a disused quarry i presume somewhere outside toronto that is well we, i think we'd have seen it this week haven't we uh, and it's going to get used i'm sure a whole bunch of times mm-hmm. uh, going forward but i think there may also be the consideration that this show is i mean sci-fi these days is is comparatively cheap to make mm-hmm. um I mean it went through it was it was cheap when it first started it went through a stage becoming massively expensive and now it's gone back to being fairly cheap again compared to some other types of show but even still this was a big venture for a network who have you know who bet the farm on it um, but at the same time you know you don't you don't bankrupt yourself for one show so I do think there may have been a practical concern about you know literally the production values of, of how to make the show and if you've got if you've got a new series that's starting off and you if you know your viewer is going to be looking at every single bit of every frame for things they recognize especially when it all yeah. feels so unfamiliar yeah. i think if you keep if you keep the noise down as it were um i think you're actually helping your viewer so um yeah. you know think about like the the the, the party in the mess uh, in in this in this series um I don't know about you, but, but especially seeing as we got to see that party so many times, um, I was I was looking at the faces of the people around there, trying to remember which people were the other bridge crew, and trying to um, sort of see—I mean, partly subconsciously, but sort of looking who is associating with who, looking at yeah. whether there are any different species on the, you know, in in, in the uh, mm-hmm. the vessel stuff. So I do think y- you've got to kind of do the viewer a little bit of a favour and not kind of. Um, Try and get, get too many things out there and in their face. How, how many of the bridge crew? I uh, Asked this, <laughs> this conversation this week. How many of the bridge crew on the Discovery, um, mirror or otherwise, can you name?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tricky, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and yet we've seen
0: one a lot, other than the principal characters of. Um, yeah. I mean,
2: mm-hmm. there's there's four. There's four that you can name. They're Lorca, <laughs> Burnham, Saru, and Tyler. Yeah. And... Well, there's there's one yeah. we've seen
0: in almost as many scenes. Well, there's Tilly as well. She's not. Yeah. I suppose she is bridge crew now. Uh, yeah. But she's th- there's another one who we've seen um, as many times as uh, I would say as many times as most of those people.
2: Oh, Which person are we talking about?
0: Um, I'm now looking up the name because i forgot it.
2: Having started on this rant, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is kind of my point. Brilliant. Um, oh no, come on,
0: uh, ginger hair. Um, oh where is she? The one that She kind of has really.
2: the. She kind of. Uh, Depending on which universe she's in, she's got, like, a piece on her face.
0: Correct. She's either, um, oh. yeah, she's enhanced or not. And uh, we know the actress from other stuff, too. She's been in loads of things, and I can't think yeah, what her name is. And I know exactly to... who you're
2: talking about, yeah. but I don't yeah. know her name at all. Mm. But
0: there's, uh, so you've got her and two other bridge crew who oh, are, yeah, there are on both bridges who we see really frequently. But any other Star Trek series, go go back and look at any of the other series, by now, you have had almost an origin story for every member of the bridge crew. That's true. We haven't here, Um, so they've they've got a. We're still in really early days.
2: Yeah, I mean, this person would point out that Culber, who is not the chief medical officer, Mm -hmm. right? uh, You frequently see him in sickbay, but there is nobody else in sickbay. Yeah, (laughs) there's never any other medical officers. We don't even know who the chief medical officer is, which is strange because you'd think something bad would happen and they'd at least hail them and say the person by name but they, they never have.
0: Some uh, some medic turn up, and then there's a guy who's like, I'm a dentist. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I mean, even uh, in this episode, there's a moment where two uh, medical officers had to come in to oh, revive right. Stamets. Uh, Stamets, and I'm like, I've never seen these people.
2: <laughs> Who yes. are you? I don't even know you're a doctor. you can be a
0: janitor for all I know.
2: Uh, so they, uh, they, and they do have a, a twist at the end here. So they... Uh, are trying to uh, save Stamets using the spore drive, hoping that the spores will heal what's happened to his brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we see Stamets sort of wake up in a field? A forest? Maybe the forest he keeps talking about? And in this forest, he meets Mirror Universe Stamets, who is apparently also in there with him. And I'm almost wondering if both Stamets did the same thing at the same time. And that's what flipped them, mm. and they're both like this on their respective ships mm-hmm. uh i'm I'm curious to see if that turns out to be true mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of this uh so this whole thing uh that Burnham did with Tyvok sent him into space, got rescued by the discovery, and in his pocket was the data yeah. about the uh the defiant. Uh, which they're trying to find because they hope if they can find it, that they will be able to find how it got here and use that to get back. So this has resulted in a lot of other speculation because the way the Defiant got there was uh, A, through the Tholians Mm because it was trapped in the Tholian web and then there was some weirdness that happened Uh, but B, uh, also it traveled through time so yep. this is setting up the speculation that if they somehow find out how it happened somehow are able to recreate it when they come back out of it are they going to be in another time which would be really interesting yep. um, I, don't, I mean I don't know if they would end up at the same time that the Defiant disappeared which really wouldn't be that far into the future it would be like I don't know 12 years into the future for them Mm. Uh, or something It wouldn't be that far ahead in the future, but a lot of time has passed in the mirror universe. I'm wondering if it's like proportional. Like, do they travel in time and they run into like uh, the Enterprise D or some craziness like that? Mm. Uh, ben, how do you think they end up getting back? Is it is it through that method? Do they end up time traveling? I, I I'm not serious about the Enterprise D. I'm just saying I do expect that time travel could be a possibility. What, what, well, do you, what do you think happens? How do you think they get back
0: um I think that it's tricky because the time- tra- uh, time travel thing has been um spoken about and not ruled out but has been you know we've been told by the powers that be that that is not going to be a principal feature in discovery at least not for the yes. time being
2: and that's fine um,
0: yeah and i'm I'm kind of okay with that because whilst i don't mind. I mean, temporal um, temporal agents exist within Starfleet. We know that, and um, I mean, I think we've—I can't remember if we've said it on the show or not. But um, do you know what? When they're when they're looking just before any sharks are jumped at some point in the future, I would quite like to see temporal agent seven of nine appear in this universe.
2: Ah, Uh, they jump all the sharks.
0: Absolutely, that's all sharks jumped but who wouldn't pay to see that I know Jerry Ryan would um, almost certainly want to do it as well because of course she's a massive Star Trek nerd Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know in terms of how they get back um, it's tempting to suggest it might be something involving the Iconians um, because that's the one lot of kind of big baddies in the Star Trek universe that haven't really been explored on screen
2: like ever Uh, now
0: yeah so th- they're one obvious route um i hope we don't encounter q at the moment because <laughs> i mean again that can fix stuff but it's it's so route one and i think actually this show is cleverer than that mm-hmm. um how would they get back other than that i don't know i mean obviously we're going to encounter the defiant at some point um and uh it, it really depends as to How much damage they want to do to the Star Trek uh, canon timeline? I suppose as to what happens, Um, I don't think the answer will come in the form of any third party. I think the answer will probably come in the form of um, uh, Stamat Squared. Uh, I I presume we're going to have, you know, we're going, everyone's going to be saved by mushrooms, um, which is uh, (laughs) how I lived much of the nineties. So. There's a knowing laugh from both of you. Uh, So, yeah, all all, all, all I can say is I I hope we don't go time travel yet. I'd like it to be the Iconians. Um, I Mm. suspect it will actually be fairly straightforward and it will be Stamets related. I suspect as well it may involve Stamets being merged in some way Mm. um, because I think that may be the only way we get um, a bit more Stamets back.
1: Would 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 you guys be upset if the show turns out that they don't go back, and the whole show is just in the mirror universe.
2: Okay, good no, actually, I wouldn't. <laughs> I kind of like the mirror universe they've, yeah. they've created.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but that's also day. that's also a path they could take. You know, just they can't get back, and they just continue they can, in yeah. this universe. Yeah,
2: it's like uh it's like a weird version of Voyager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of being it's... stuck in another quadrant, they're just stuck in another universe. Right and you know how do you go about it do you stay starfleet do you stick to your principles do you try to overthrow the terran empire and, right, and establish right. a a starfleet do, yeah. do you have to just blend in do you have to do you have to walk some sort of fine line mm-hmm. uh i don't think that's they're going to go that that's a fascinating route. idea yeah <laughs> i don't think they're going to go that route cuz i feel like yeah i don't think
1: so either yeah
2: i feel like they're going to be sticking in the mirror universe until the the final episode of the season mm mm-hmm. mhm at least that's my the feeling that oh, I get.
0: I've just found a spoiler. Um, where's, I'm trying to find what the original interview is because it's just quoted in someone else's article. Um, I mean, if really... it's
2: ruining my if it's ruining my theory, I don't want to hear about well, <laughs>
0: uh, it. Well, it's yeah, it might be, but it's sort of it harks back to what we were saying earlier on, actually. Um, so it's a quote completely unattributed, but it's in quotes, and therefore we know, like everything on the internet, it must be true. Yes. Um, Apparently, when asked about... Uh, oh, this is from After Trek, apparently, which I don't watch, so I don't know how this happened. Uh, apparently, in the episode 10, After Trek... Um, was one of the writers on, maybe? I don't yes. know. Oh, okay. So, um, apparently, it was confirmed by one of the writers in After track episode 10... That um, we will see what 's happening with mirror discovery in the main universe, um, but apparently that would be spoilers if they were to talk about it at this stage, so mm. the implication okay. i don 't know if it was that clear because that's some of that's in quotes, some of it's not, but it seems like did he imply maybe that that we're going to see the main universe but with rogue discovery in it
2: quite possibly mm. uh, I think i don't know if happened. you guys watch after Trek. i i do yeah. i do oh, okay. so one of the one of the things that they do is they just read fan theory tweets, mm-hmm. and one of God. Them... Can you
0: imagine a show that just had a lot of fan theories in it? God. <laughs> oh, terrible! Awful.
2: No one would listen to it. <laughs> uh, so he. Uh... This may be a good time to advertise. Thinking no, probably not. <laughs> Please help support us. <laughs> uh, anyway, the uh... Uh, one of the one of the theory predictions was that, you know, we'll see what Mirror Universe Discovery is up to and he's like, oh, are we going to see that? And they're kind of like, eh, spoilers. Essentially, is sort of what they said. Which could be any number of things. It could be we see, like, like one shot. It could be there's a whole episode devoted to it. It's hard to say for sure. But uh yeah, so I, I don't know. We will. Uh, I I guess I guess we will see. I I feel I'm kind of with Ben. I feel like they're not doing the stamets stuff for nothing. That right. he's not meeting mirror mirror stamets in the mushroom forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all of this <laughs> sounds so weird. I want Aurora's
0: so, idea to be true. Maybe not for like the whole of Discovery, but I I I wouldn't even object to a mirror world, um, mirror universe season of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just. A... I mean, it I will be. They... I think it would be cool if they stayed in the mirror universe for at least a, like two seasons, and then like maybe season three. That's when they make it back or something like I, that. You they know, find
2: a way out or something. That yeah. Really yeah, could be interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I really don't think they're going to go that route because I feel like they're they're ditching the mirror universe by the end of the season. But mm-hmm. it'll be the most time that any show is spent in it uh, for any length of time. Uh, yeah. DS9 did a smattering of episodes but they were, I don't know, what, four? Four yeah. episodes maybe yeah. in the Mirror Universe? Yeah. Something along those lines. And they were all fun, but uh, this is but kind this of is like proper... yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
2: And, and really finally getting like a, a, some shape and some scope to it. Uh, I feel like they're going to ditch it. I'm pretty sure the Stamets thing, it's going to be something with the mycelial network and the spore drive and they're going to work together or something. Uh, Maybe as Ben noted, maybe they're going to like fuse together or something. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's probably what's going to happen, which is begging the question, why all this stuff with the defiant? Maybe it's just to take the box. Well, be like, this is integrated.
0: Did we find out whether, um, ship is the defiant?
2: So no, uh, they get back to the bridge and Burnham's like, I got the data. Cause they, uh, uh, Mira Sarek gives her a data thing or whatever, something to prove that she'd wiped them out or whatever. Mm. Uh, and she comes back to the, uh, the Shenzo with it and they're like, ah, oh, we're sorry to have doubted you. And they get back to the bridge and they're like, okay, what's next? And then you see like a barrage of torpedoes just like decimate the planet, right, which is really right. cool. Presumably from the Emperor's ship, because they're like, ah, oh, the Emperor's ship is here. And then they never show it, and they just show her. And those uh, torpedoes
0: were some seriously crazy, crazy torpedoes as well yes. for, for that yeah. point in the timeline.
2: I mean, yeah. it was like, that was like Death Star-level destruction yeah. going there. Uh, it was bonkers. They didn't show her ship. I'm wondering if they're going to save that for the reveal. I mean, it would make sense that her ship would be... The defiant. you'd think that would be the mm. flagship of their fleet. You'd think that'd be the ship she's on. Mm. So I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. It would be weird if they're like, you know, her ship is here and then they reveal it that way. I don't know. I sort of picture her ship being, I, I sort of picture their defiant being revealed in a, in a different way, but mm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they end up doing uh, in the next episode. I guess now we have to, plug ThinkGeek before we move forward. <laughs> um, it's a shame. The, uh, the thing I was actually looking for is an item that is no longer available. Actually, it says it's no longer available, but here it says it's also on sale. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and presume that it is on sale and that you can buy it. Uh, and it's this great thing from ThinkGeek. It's an... <laughs> it's uh, one of those Ringer... Ben, do you remember Ringer t-shirts from, like, the, the late 90s, early 2000s? Those, like white t-shirts but they'd have like a a red collar and the,
0: oh, the yeah. sleeves
2: would have like a red band around it. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they haven't died out. They're still around.
0: <laughs> I think I think and you can put a link in the uh in the chat right now so I can see it.
2: It's uh because yeah, it's, if it's, it's, I
0: order it now, I'll I'll probably have it by uh, next Christmas.
2: <laughs> well, it says it's no longer available.
0: Oh, it's I'll weird. It says then. it's no
2: longer available, but it also lists it uh on as uh, on sale, so I don't know. Well, then, rush but, me mine. But it is an Admiral Kirk premium ringer T-shirt, which just has. By the way, if you, if <laughs> if you've seen Star Trek continues with uh, with Vic Mignogna as Captain Kirk, uh, it's weird how much the screenshot of this man wearing a shirt, how much it looks just like Vic and not like. William Shatner.
0: Okay, I found it, even though you didn't send me the. uh, Oh, Oh, wow. Oh, yeah.
2: It does look a lot like. It does look a lot like Vic Mignona as Kirk. That is kind of messed up. Which, uh. seals the deal for me. Like, when you click on the actual (laughs) image, you can see it's Shatner, but.
0: Well, you say that. I mean.
2: (laughs) It still surprisingly looks a lot like him.
0: Um. Was this was this your highlight from Think Geek this week? I'm just a little confused.
2: It is my highlight from ThinkGeek this week, Ben. Okay. Uh, although it is apparently not on sale.
0: This yeah, I was about to say this is definitely not on sale. However, the Does... Scotty is Dead Jim uh, Star Trek Abbey Road exclusive T-shirt is on sale, and I <laughs> mean it's been worn by a man who's not happy about owning it, evidently in this picture. But um, that is worth seeing. Um,
2: uh, those I, those Star Trek items and more. <laughs> you oh, can yeah. purchase uh, Even, from ThinkGeek.
0: And at the moment, if you use the code TERRAN uh, with Star Trek orders of over $50, uh, for a limited time only, you get a Star Trek Mirror Universe pin. So, you know, why wouldn't you want that? Has it ever been more relevant?
2: <laughs> Hashtag Buff Picard. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh...
0: <laughs> you sound all of a flutter, Aurora. I take yes. it you looked it up.
2: <laughs> <I did. laughs> uh, CinemaGeekly.com slash ThinkGeek. Uh, is where you can go to, uh, to buy those uh, wonderful Star Trek items uh, or if you're at cinemageekly.com click the ThinkGeek link at the top of the page holy moly uh, I still haven't looked at Buff Picard should I just okay. search for Mere Universe Picard I think
0: it's something best on, on your own <laughs>
2: yeah. in my Same. own time Yeah,
1: you
0: know, we can edit this out I guess
2: <laughs> holy cow yeah, so there we go I was
0: waiting for that I knew it was coming <laughs>
2: My but, oh, my goodness. On. Right, okay,
0: so put it in the show notes, the link to whatever it is you just found, because people need to, if they're not with yeah. this, they need Everybody to get with to it.
1: Everybody
0: needs to
2: be aware of this, yes. Yeah. Oh, so. Holy cow, I don't know where I should go with the...
0: He's on the change, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he is. You can hear him.
2: I mean, there's this, okay, so there's this cover. There's this cover, Star Trek The Next Generation, Mirror Broken, where he looks pretty buff sitting in the captain's chair. Mm-hmm. But... There's this other shot I got of him in his ready room with, with a chest set where his arms are crossed. And he just looks like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Like they're just gigantic. It's <laughs> unbelievable.
0: So that'll be okay. in the show notes, listeners. Oh, good yeah, lord. I'm yes, good. I've seen that one. I haven't seen that picture before, but that is.
2: I'll be saving that you know, image. A fine example. <laughs> For later use. That sounds really <laughs> weird if I say it like that. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, I'm not. You, is that because you've got Diana
0: Troy in the background on that picture?
2: No, no, no. This is. Just I know the Picard, picture.
0: Have you noticed that Diana the... Troy looks almost identical in that picture?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got
0: I've got mirror broken somewhere actually. On now. I've got it digitally. So have got some
2: amazing pictures here of like yeah. there's a knife fight between Riker and Picard. You've got bogey Geordi's well, wearing some club goggles, looking shocked here. It's uh, it's crazy this, this com this is a comic book, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But it is
0: excellent. If you've not read it, it is superb. Uh,
2: people are now also people are noting that Mirror Universe Picard looks very similar to Picard from the episode where Riker thinks that he's in the future and is the captain of the Enterprise and Picard has a beard and a mustache. <laughs> Uh, they're noticing that he looks awful, uh, awful similar to that as well. Anyway, that's a long way of saying, please help support us by using our uh, our ThinkGeek link. I love uh, that if using... you, I love that if you Google okay. Buff
1: Picard, there's a a photo of Mister Clean. I yeah, I, <laughs> I said amazing. this
0: last week
2: on the show. It's the it's the same guy. It definitely it's is. Insane. Absolutely is. <laughs> Maybe they modeled him after Mister Clean. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
0: It is a yeah. really good. Uh, it's a, an IDW um, series, I think. It's a, it's a really, really good co- uh, comic book uh, collection. So you should yeah. go get it. It's really good.
2: I'm. A, I'm also. I'm. I'm. I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to replace the. Uh, I'm a doctor, not a Star Trek banner, with just this. Mira Picard <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> just him sitting cross armed. His arms are. so Shall I go huge. back to
0: Blackpool and like I'll get some prosthetics and I'll go and do those photos again from the, Oh, perhaps. The... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get it.
2: Just get, just get like the Hulk arms that you can get from. Uh, like, well, I've got like clothes. a, I've got like a leather them.
0: waistcoat which is for a um, horror cosplay later in the year, so uh, yeah. I reckon. That maybe with a um, mirror universe pin. I, I'll work on it, guys. So, so I'll, I'll get it done. Uh,
2: So, what would you give uh, the Wolf Inside, Ben?
0: Um, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a four. Although I kind of uh, a little bit more, maybe four and a, four and a half. Um, because, as I say, it, it wasn't a big event episode, but it uh, it was in every other sense basically flawless. Although, really, continuity. Well, continuity logic issue of the whole episode, by the way um with the holographic um walking up a step thing yeah. did you see that i don't mm-hmm. know it just really jarred it really annoyed me <laughs> sorry so strange yeah. yeah there you go. actually no, four you're losing half a mark for not making any bloody sense there you go <laughs>
2: yeah. uh aurora what would you give the wolf inside
1: i i'm going to go higher i'm going to give it a 4.5 i am very okay. excited with this show i am every time i finish an episode i'm very excited for the next so um mm-hmm. uh,
2: so yeah and happy uh i thoroughly enjoyed this episode as well and i am in the middle of you guys i gave this episode a very strong or if you will very buff four (laughs) and a quarter uh points out of five
0: he's so distracted isn't he it's
2: i can't i i'm just never gonna look at him the same anymore (laughs) like i'm just i'm gonna watch tng and i'm like you know what I bet under that shirt those muscles are there. He's just not flexing them. That's all.
0: That, ladies and gentlemen, is the difference between him and Shatner. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> that's a well that's a wrap for this week's episode. Uh head on over to uh, com. check out the archives of the show. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh anywhere Uh, fine podcasts are served and search for I'm a doctor not a podcast hit subscribe and that way you can come back next week and hear us talk about season 1 of Discovery episode 12 it is called Vaulting Ambition